strollers around and now having babies and uh, just kind of just not too far from graduating and I thought man just it just looks so pathetic you know I just thought it just doesn't look enjoyable and I I need to tell you now being an alum over 10 years out uh, I need to tell you I'm more pathetic than I ever thought I would be (laughs) but in this service today we have many guests with us that are here to celebrate this week and there are many that have missed chapel over the I know that may be hard for some of you to believe uh, but I received an email from uh, a young lady who graduated last year saying how much she misses worshiping together as uh, a community. And so we have many that are here today that have not worshipped together at Eastern Nazarene College in many, many years, and they are thrilled to be with us today. And we also want to honor, there are award recipients, Lifetime Service Awards and uh, Alumnus of the Year Awards that are going to be given tonight at a banquet uh, for alum. And uh, most of us, I know, won't be able to be there. I know this is a very busy weekend for many of you. But I thought it appropriate that uh, we at least honor them. So we're going to introduce some. I'm going to read a little bit about them to the award recipients. If I, as I mention your name, if you could just stand and turn so this uh, student body can acknowledge you and thank you. We'd appreciate that. We have several. We don't know if they're here yet. Did you know it snowed yesterday along the Northeast uh, Corridor? Those whose flights were canceled probably don't feel the same way as you do. Uh, So we are not sure who has arrived yet or not, but if you are here, will you please stand, turn, so we can thank you. Uh, First, uh, Lifetime Service Award honorees, Harold Brake, class of 1954. 
down here. Dr. Harold Brake is a retired public school administrator with the Palm Beach County Schools in West Palm Beach, Florida. Within the district superintendent's office, Harold was a superintendent of contracts and certification, assistant director of personnel, and director of instructional personnel. After receiving the BS degree in business administration at ENC, Harold received the MBA degree from Boston University, the master in education degree from Temple University, and later completed his doctorate education at Florida Atlantic University. Harold is married to, married to Marie Yoder, class of 56, and they established the Dr. Harold and Marie Brake Scholarship Fund with a scholarship awarded now to ENC students for several years. A lot of these alums that we're honoring today have contributed to your education, whether you realize it or not, and we want to pay them full respect today as they are in our sanctuary this morning. Will you please thank Dr. Harold Brake? Dr. Harold Jones, don't know if he's uh, made it in. Dr. Jones is a retired osteopathic physician now residing in Raymond, Maine with his wife, Winifred Gould, class of 42. Harold attended Kansas City University of Medicine and Bioscience and graduated in 1946 with a Doctor of Osteopathy degree. Following an internship and surgical residency in Detroit, Michigan, he was certified in general surgery in 1954 and practiced for 35 years at several hospitals in the Detroit area and hopefully Dr. Jones will be able to join us this weekend. Neil McLean, class of 49, not yet, is a retired pastor and New England district superintendent now living in Manchester, Connecticut with his wife Gladys, whom he married in 1944. Neil was born in Endicott, New York in 1925 and served in the U.S. Army Air Corps during World War II as a bombarder navigator. His many years of ministry included passwords in St. Albans, Vermont, Fairfield, Maine, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Dover, New Jersey, and Manchester, Connecticut. Neil was elected district superintendent of the New England district in 1984, retiring in 1992, then serving numerous interim pastorates. Alumnus of the Year Awards, Ron Ayers, class of 1964. <laughs> Dr. Ayers is an obstetrician gynecologist currently serving as acting chair, associate professor at the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey School of Osteopathic Medicine. He is also the Chief of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the Kennedy Memorial Hospital U University Medical Center located in Turnersville, New Jersey. After ENC, Ron graduated from the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine in 1968 and did postdoctoral training as an intern in Dayton, Ohio, followed by a residency in Obstetrics and Gynecology at Detroit Osteopathic Hospital in, Mich in Detroit, Michigan. He also served as president of his professional college, the American College of Osteopathic Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and as chair of the certifying board for his specialty. His research has been widely published and he has presented as an invited lecturer for many medical conventions. Ron and his wife, Ruth Ann Stetson, class of 65, have three children, all of whom graduated from ENC. Will you please welcome and thank Dr. Ayers. John Bowen, Didn't, don't think he'd be able to be here today. John Bowen, uh, the Reverend Dr. John Bowen, spent 25 years in private industry before entering the ministry. After leaving the computer software company that he had founded, John developed Freedom Industries to provide jobs and job training for ex-convicts, organizationally working closely with prison fellowships. 
While pastoring the Cambridge Church of the Nazarene, he completed a master's degree in urban ministry at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary through the Center for Urban Ministry Education in Boston. In 2000, John was called to be the pastor of the Lambs Church in Manhattan. During the five years at the Lambs, John completed the Doctor of Ministry degree in urban ministry at Gordon. Currently, John is the executive director of Manhattan Initiative, a nonprofit foundation serving the Metro New York District Church of the Nazarene. John is a former trustee of NC and currently serves as chair of the ENC Foundation Board. He and his wife, Margaret Peg Bray, class of 64, have two sons. Also receiving alumnus of the year, his wife, uh, Margaret Bowen, known as Peg Bray, in class of 64. She is the director of ESL and an associate professor at Nyack College, New York City, where she is also the director of the Summer English Language Institute. Previously, she was the director of freshman writing and assistant professor of English at ENC and a visiting professor of English at Korean Nazarene University. After graduating magna cum laude with her BA in English and German from ENC, Peg attained the same academic honors with her MA degree in theological studies from Gordon-Conwell. She then studied applied linguistics at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, graduating summa cum laude with an MA degree. Peg's vocational history includes time as a freelance copy editor, medical text proofreader, health systems librarian, and editor, and teaching English at Rockport, Massachusetts High School. She has served on the ENC Alumni Association Council in various church leadership roles and as a New England District Advisory Board member. Our next alumnus of the year, and we have to show this picture, Dr. John Free, class of 1964. Let's just take a moment and gaze upon this picture. <laughs> I would have paid to come to chapel today for this. <laughs> Dr. Free, class of 1964, has been professor of physics for the past 40 years at ENC, where he has been elected teacher of the year twice. During that time at ENC, he started the engineering department, the academic computing center, and co-founded the computer science department. John has been chair of the physics and engineering department for more than 25 years and also chair of the natural sciences and mathematics division. In the local community, he currently serves as chair of the board for the Esther Sanger Center for Compassion in Quincy, Massachusetts. John has been on the board of the Wollaston Church of the Nazarene and a deacon at Park Street Church for over 25 years. A National Science Foundation fellow and visiting scholar at Harvard University, John co-taught a course at Harvard with Nobel Prize winner in physics, Roy Glauber. He has been a research fellow at Harvard with Rumford Professor Michael Tinkham for 25 years, resulting in several published articles. The last three years, he has co-directed the NSF Research Experience for undergraduates at Harvard. After receiving the BS degree from ENC, he studied at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, where he received a PH degree in physics. John is an avid sailor, enjoys traveling with his family, and spending time with the Nazarene chaplain at ENC. John and his wife, Jean Harstead, <laughs> class of 67, they have one daughter, Dr. Janice Free, PhD, who is also a professor at ENC. Let us thank Dr. John Free. <laughs> Dr. Claire Allen Budd. Class of 1974. Dr. Budd is in his 21st year at Asbury College, where he serves as Professor of Christian Ministries and Chair of the Department of Christian Ministries, and where he has been instrumental in the development. I missed something, but I'll just keep going. 
He has been instrumental in the development of new department programs in youth ministry, ministry and leadership for working adults, and worship arts. After EMC, Claire earned the MRE degree at Nazarene Theological Seminary and the PH degree at Oregon State University. He has served on Nazarene Church pastoral staffs in Patterson, New Jersey, Youngstown, Ohio, Whittier, California, and Orange City, Oregon. Claire and Pam Conklin, his spouse, class of 74, support their local congregation and leadership, have three children, and are happily anticipating the arrival of their first grandchild next March. Thank you. Peter Doan, class of 1979. Dr. Doan cares for all ages in his medical family practice at Newton Family Practice in Bristol, New Hampshire. Having served in obstetrics until a few years ago, he is also assistant chief of staff at Franklin Regional Hospital in Franklin, New Hampshire, as part of the LRG Healthcare. After receiving his MA degree in biology from ENC, Peter continued his studies at Loma Linda University School of Medicine, where he received his MD in 1983. He is a member and former deacon at Hill Village Bible Church in, in Hill, New Hampshire. Peter serves as the CEO of Christian Mission to Jamaica, a local nonprofit missions group that supports medical, pastoral, and facilities uh, and facilitates mission trips to Jamaica. He and his wife, Ruth Alexander Doan, have three children. Please, please welcome. Dr. Doan. <laughs> Jonathan Russell, class of 1989, could not be with us today. Dr. Russell has been a legal advocate for his clients throughout all phases of the litigation process, obtaining successful verdicts and awards before judges, juries, and arbitration panels, and handling matter matters before the state courts in Pennsylvania and New Jersey as well as federal court in the Eastern Middle Districts of Pennsylvania. He is also admitted to practice before the United States Supreme Court. In 2006, for his accomplishments in representing victims of negligence, Jonathan was recognized by Philadelphia Magazine as a Pennsylvania Super Lawyer Rising Star. He is a member of the Pennsylvania Association of Justice, the Pennsylvania Bar Association, and the Million Dollar Advocates Forum, a distinction reserved for less than 1% of the attorneys in the United States. He has been an 11-year member of the ENC Board of Trustees, serving as Executive Committee Treasurer and Finance Committee Secretary, and is a member of the Lansdale Emanuel Pennsylvania Church of the Nazarene, where he, serves, where he serves as Church Board on the Finance and Policy Committee, and for 14 years has led an adult Bible Fellowship small group. Jonathan has been a member of the law firm of Drake and Highland Davis since 1993, and partner shareholder since 1998. After receiving his law degree from Villanova University in 1992, he and his wife, Jan, anticipate the birth of their third child this fall, which is why he couldn't be with us. Cynthia Rydell Sansbury, she couldn't make it this morning, is a family practice physician in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I thought for sure the people from Pittsburgh were going to do a shout out, but I guess not. After receiving the BS degree from ENC, she continued her studies at the Medical College of Pennsylvania, graduating with her MD degree. In 1986, Cynthia completed an emergency medicine residency at the University of Missouri. She practiced emergency medicine for 10 years until rheumatoid arthritis made this specialty too physically demanding. Her practice the past 15 years has been in primary care medicine with people ages 16 to 99 in a private office-based setting. Cynthia's service includes six years as an ENC trustee, charter member on the ENC Foundation Board, 
local church choir and church board ministries, and five years on the board of a local crisis pregnancy center with three years as board chairperson. She has been married to John Martin, class of 77, for 29 years, and they have three adult children. Virginia Fisk Schaefer, Ginny Fisk, is a professor of nursing at Mid-America Nazarene University in Olathe, Kansas, where this fall she started her 30th year as nurse educator at MNU. Twice during that time, she was elected as the outstanding nurse mentor by the graduating nurse classes. Having received a BS degree in mathematics from ENC, Ginny moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and studied at Case Western University, where she received her BSN degree. She continued her education at CWRU, majoring in gerontology nursing in the education track, culminating with her receiving the MSN degree just prior to the MNU assignment. Now, uh, just the final three will be what we're referring to as Emerging Leader Awards. These are young alums. First, Jesse Kassler. Uh, many of you may remember Jesse spoke in chapel uh, last, last year. Jesse joined Hope International in October 2004 and currently serves as its Director of Finance and Administration. Hope International is a Christian nonprofit network of microfinance organizations alleviating both physical and spiritual poverty around the world. In his role, Jesse supports the financial operations of the 14 microfinance organizations in the Hope International Network that are serving approximately 250,000 clients in Africa, Asia, Eastern Europe, and the Caribbean. Jesse's education includes a BA from Eastern Nazarene College and both an MA in International Relations and an MBA from Boston University. Jesse also serves on the board of New Holland Church of the Nazarene near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. All right. Jesse and his wife, uh, Krista, 90, Krista White, 99, are anticipating the birth of their second child this fall. Let's welcome. <laughs> Two more, the next being Krista White-Kassler, Jesse's, Jesse's wife, who could not be with us this morning, but let me read about her. Dr. Kassler is Assistant Professor of Psychology at Franklin Marshall College in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where, in addition to her teaching, she has established and now directs the Child Development Lab. After EMC, she received her MA and PhD in Psychology from Boston University and has specialized interest in cognitive development with particular focus on the nature and development of concepts in, human, in young children. Her current research investigates the development of artifact concepts, specifically children's tool use, problem solving, and their understanding of purpose and design. Widely published and an international presenter in her field, she has also received multiple honors and awards. Outside of academia, Krista teaches toddler Sunday school at her local church and serves as a child development specialist for underserved families through the Family Place Program. She and her husband, Jesse, have a three-year-old son, Josiah, and just welcomed the arrival of their second son, William, this month. I found it interesting that at the end of Jesse's bio, it says uh, that Jesse and his wife, Krista, are anticipating the, the birth of their second child this fall. Then I get to the conclusion of Krista's, bi Krista's bio, and it says, just welcomed the arrival of their second son, <laughs> William, this month. Jesse, we have good news for you. The baby has arrived. Just thought it'd be an important bit of information you should probably know. Our final recipient, Jamie Kassler, who is down here. Yeah. 
Jamie, of course, is Jesse's brother. We have an Emerging Family Awards today. Jamie is a graduate of uh, ENC from 1995, was recently appointed as director and assistant professor of the J.B. Morse Center for Social Justice at Trevecca Nazarene University. His passion for education and service started at ENC with his B.A. studies in social work. Jamie continued his educational studies at Nazarene Theological Seminary, receiving a Master of Divinity degree. A few years later, earned a Master in Social Work degree from the University of Kansas, where he recently completed studies at KC Play Therapy Institute become, to become a registered play therapist. Jamie is a licensed social worker in the state of Kansas, and his desire to serve in the field of social justice has been spurred on by his study of social issues in Romania and Costa Rica. He and his wife, Dr. Aaron Kassler, have two children, Nash 9 and Anna 5. Jamie enjoys spending time with his family and, of course, his favorite brother-in-law, who he says is the best brother-in-law a guy could ever have, me. <laughs> Jamie is actually also responsible for introducing me to my wife, so I am indebted to him. Now, I told him back in 90, 1995, I said, Jamie, that sweater is messed up. <laughs> you have got to get that thing off. But, uh, just <laughs> but you can see he's progressed. <laughs> Jess and Tim are going to come and lead us in two more songs of worship, and then our speakers for the day, the Reverends Joel and Janelle Byler, are going to come. And I'd like to just give a little brief, very brief bio. They said make it as brief as possible. Joel and Janelle Byler are graduates of Eastern Nazarene College and Nazarene Theological Seminary. They are both associate pastors at Cross Point Church of the Nazarene in Salisbury, Maryland. Well, no Maryland people here today. Uh, there's the two of you. Where they have... Uh, where they have served for 13 years. They have two sons, Jacob 12 and Jaden 9. An interesting point that's not on the bio. In 1993, uh, when uh, Janelle graduated from ENC, she graduated in the morning or I guess early afternoon uh, here on the campus, and four hours later, and four hours later after graduating from college, was married in this very sanctuary. So it was a busy day, but they are our speakers today. Jess and Tim are going to lead us in song. Will you please stand as we continue to worship the Lord today?
had been living in the desert for 40 years. For 40 years, they had seen God work. They were now preparing to cross the Jordan River. They didn't know how, but they were preparing. They were about to take the city of Jericho, which would be the first step into the promised land. They had seen God do some amazing things. Moses, their fearless leader, Moses, is now dead. And Joshua is their leader. God had led them through the desert. God had provided manna for them to eat. He had provided water for them to drink. He had provided a cloud by day and a fire by night. And that's where we pick up in Joshua chapter 3 beginning with verse 1. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way 
before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. How many of you have had Biblet sometime in your ENC life? Even alumni, you've had Biblet, right? I'm not going to describe to you this morning the dimensions of the Ark of the Covenant, how wide it was, how tall it was, how deep it was, what the mercy seat was. You, you know all that, right? Right? Sure. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. Let me remind you, however, that the Ark of the Covenant for the Israelites represented the presence of God. It's where God's Word came from. It, it represented what he was all about. In fact, the history of the ark was like a theological handbook to the Israelites. Its history showed the importance of having God with you, but also understanding that God was a powerful God, and that God was in control, he was in charge, and that as long as you kept the ark in front of you, you were okay. As long as you continued to listen and to heed God's word, you were okay. Joshua reminded the people, consecrate yourselves. Keep the ark in front of you. God is going to do an amazing thing. We don't understand what that amazing thing is going to be. But God is going to do an amazing thing just like he has before. Let the ark go out in front of you. Don't push it and keep your distance. Because you have never been this way before. Every single one of us in this room this morning has never been this way before. I drove up from Pennsylvania last night, up the same roads that I did 20 years ago, going to and from ENC and Lancaster County. Janelle said to me, I said, we're on the same roads that I drove when I went to ENC. And she looked at me and she said, but you know what? You've never been this way before. And I'm like, but I have. But you haven't. You are not the person tonight, today, that you ever were before. You came up Route 95. And I'm not. Freshman, you were just at the beginning of your ENC experience. You have never been this way before. Seniors, you're looking forward to next spring. But let me challenge you, you have never been this way before. Faculty, administration of Eastern Nazarene College, you have never been this way before. If you have taught the same classes for decades, you have never had this group of students before. You have never been this way before. Eastern Nazarene College, Wollaston Church, community, local congregations, you have never been this way before. You see, God made a covenant with the Israelites all the way back in Sinai, you know, before the 40 years, when he was given, when they were given the Ten Commandments, he gave them this promise. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey. That's the promised land. Just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. 
and throughout the history of the Israelites. As long as they obeyed, it went well. But when they disobeyed, junk happened. Right? Obey, it goes well. Disobey, junk happens. 2,000 years ago, Jesus even said, If you obey me, if you love me, keep my commandments. And as we face the future, the most important decision we can ever make, the most important decision we can make is to obey God no matter what. Keep the ark in front of you. Keep God in front of you. So I get to mess with your mind with this whole idea of direction, right? We have an idea. We believe we know what north, south, east, and west are. It's pretty ingrained in us. If we can find north, we can figure out where we are. You can probably sit here right now, figure out where the ocean is, and get your bearings, right? But I want to tell you about a guy by the name of Dennis Kinlaw. Some of you may know him. He actually preached in this very sanctuary a long time ago. Uh, One of our award winners uh, teaches at Asbury, where Dennis Kinlaw was the president uh, for a while. Your own chaplain, Corey McPherson, studied uh, at Asbury. A great, truly great man of God. Uh, An old holiness Methodist preacher. And he uh, loved the Old Testament languages, loves the Old Testament languages. He's still living. Lives right down the street, right? Some of you guys. Um, And not just Hebrew, but all the old funky languages that people don't really know about. But when he was studying Hebrew, he tells about the day when he realized that the word for south is actually the same as the word for right. And that the word for left is actually the word for north. And so in the mind of a Jew, he is always standing facing, facing east. And so east is for in front of you, and west is the same word as behind you. Now, we always think about finding true north, being oriented to the north, but a good Jew will always find east. And if you think about what we call the orient, right, it's to the east. And so... Jewish people would find east first and consider themselves facing east. Now to make it even better, the word for in front of you, which is the word for east, is also the word for past. And the word for behind you, which is also the word for the west, is also the same word for the unknown or the future. And so he says when he realized that, he had to throw away all of his commencement addresses. Now, a few of you are just seven months away, mean stinking haw, yes, of your commencement. Or maybe some of you are December, you're just two months away. Well done. Yeah, right there. Good job. And I guarantee you, there's going to be a sense in that address. There's going to be a sense, even for you in that day, that you have your future in front of you, that you have prepared well that you are ready to be pushed out and to boldly face your future. And that's just not so. I hate to break it to you. 
we don't charge into the future. We don't know what the future holds. It's behind us. And we don't boldly go anywhere. We stumble backwards into the future, not knowing what we're facing. And a lot of you in this room probably already have had stuff come into your lives that you did not see coming. Because it doesn't come at you from the front. What you see is your past unfolding in front of you as you back into your future and into the unknown. But the good news this morning is that you and I serve a God for whom the past and the present are the same thing. He is the eternal present. He is the I am. He is not shocked by things that come our way. And so as we back into the future, the best thing that we can do is to put our hand in the hand of a Heavenly Father who loves us, who knows us, and trust Him to guide us backward into our future. And then be amazed to watch our paths unfold in front of us and to see those things we never knew were coming and the amazing way that He uses them for our good. Because you know, putting your hand in the hand of a God who loves you doesn't mean that junk's not going to happen. Right? you're going to deal with it, but to have your hand in the hand of a Father who loves you, and who is guiding you, and then to be able to see how he's used those very things to protect you, the way he's guided you around obstacles you didn't even know were there. That's what we face. And so our confidence today is not in something that we can see. Our confidence is in the one that we are trusting. Our confidence today is in whose hand we're holding. Another great man, Alexander McLaren, a Scottish preacher and writer, tells a story about his life when he was 12 years old. We have a 12-year-old son, and I can't imagine describing or doing to my son what his father did to him, but they needed extra money. They needed support for their family. So he would send his son as a 12-year-old into the big city, out of their small village, and into the big city to work during the week and to support the family, to help them. In the big city, life was good. He had a chance to live with the uncle, but that first week and those weekends, he was going to come home. His family wanted him home for the weekend. He, He remembered and realized I have to leave this big city and go to this village that my family lives in. But I have to pass through this haunted glen. I have to pass through this dip of, of the road into this wooded area. It was dark and gloomy. And because he couldn't travel and didn't want to travel on the Sabbath, he would, he would go home on Saturday late afternoon after work. And, and he even knew that that would even become scarier. Kids wouldn't even talk about this glen without getting the chills and, 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 and really starting to freak out about it. But as he made that trek home, as he got close to those dark trees, and as the sun was setting, out from behind the trees stepped the familiar form of his father. 
And then he heard the familiar voice of his father say, Alex, I figured you'd be here about now, and I've come to walk you the rest of the way home. And Alex, in telling the story himself, said, I put my hand in the hand of my father, knowing that he would take care of me. To obey. If we'll obey in every moment of every day, he'll take care of the rest. We can trust him to have our back. God loves you so much. He made you. He knows you in ways you don't know yourself. He has a plan for you, a purpose for you. As an individual, as a student body, as Eastern Nazarene College, He has a purpose. And it's not our business to know what it is necessarily or to see it and go after it. It's our job to put our hand in His and to obey Him and to know that when we live according to His commandments, it will go well with us, regardless of what comes into our lives. He's got your back this morning. That's pretty cool. There's a a song that I'm ashamed I didn't find until after I graduated from EMC, after I'd sung this song 100 million times. Psalm 31, 14 through 15. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. And you see, there's this amazing little college in New England, tucked on the south shore of Boston, that's been cranking out some pretty, stinking, amazing, faithful people who have been loving God and obeying Him one moment at a time, who have been confidently backing into their future with their times in His hands. And God's been able to do amazing things through them. We're celebrating some this morning and tonight. We'll do that even more. We celebrate their journey. We celebrate your journey. You're a part of an amazing heritage that's been around for a hundred years, and God has done amazing things. But you know what? We get comfortable. We think we understand what he's doing. We start to think, oh, I get what he's doing, and we start going off on our own, and before you know it, we've let go, and we're charging into our future. Whoops, and there he is back here. And we're completely missing out on what he's been trying to do in us and through us. And so even though God's done amazing things on this campus and done amazing things to the lives of people who have been on this campus, we've never been this way before. This college has never been this way before. Even though he's been faithful in the past, he's going to be faithful in new ways and in old ways in the days to come. And this little school has a choir. They have two choirs. Now, when I came, they only had one choir, but you both rocked. Yeehaw. I've enjoyed both. But every stinking concert we would ever do, we'd finish with a great song called My Time. I actually walked down this very aisle. This man, good day. Oh, that was a good day. Good choice. To this, to this place, 
to the words of this song, which again, when we sing them over and over and over, and I didn't realize maybe even then what I was singing. And there are probably a hundred of us who right now could stand up and sing it. But these are the lyrics. My times are in thy hands. My God, I wish them there. It's an act of the will. I wish them there. My life, my friends, my soul, I leave entirely to thy care. My times are in thy hands, whatever they may be, pleasing or painful, dark or bright, as best may seem to thee. My times are in thy hand, I'll always trust in thee. And after death, at thy right hand, I shall forever be. And as you leave uh, chapel today, you're going to get a, a little card. Joel says you're going to throw them away by the time you get to lunch, but I don't believe they're going to keep them. Okay. It's, a, it's a, just a card that has like to celebrate the journey and the east, west, north, south all screwed up and the lyrics to my times in the back. And just to, to give you a reminder, maybe use a bookmark in your textbook or if you, do you still have like bulletin boards in the dorm rooms, slap it up there. Alumni, as a reminder to pray for EMC, for the students who are currently here. We've never been this way before. You've never been this way before. And I would encourage you to back confidently into the future with your hand in the hand of a loving Heavenly Father. Obey, and it will go well with you, and you will truly be able to celebrate the journey along the way. Would you stand with me and let me pray for you before we go? Father, it is good to be in this place. It is a holy place. It's a place where we've seen you do amazing things before. But Father, you know better than we do that we've never been here before. And I pray that you would forgive us, Lord, for thinking we know. For thinking that our plans are better than yours. And we stand here in your presence this morning to declare that you are God and we are not. And that we want our life, our soul, our times to be in your hand. We entrust ourselves to you. We long to love you back by the way that we live. And to offer ourselves to you. For you to use however you see fit. Thank you for being a God who offers us your hand. And who will gently and lovingly guide us through the life you designed for us if we will but trust you, if we will choose to obey, if we will choose to put our times in your hands. I pray for every student, for every staff member, every faculty member, every administrative member. I pray for EMC. We're not here um, to waste time. We're not here because we don't have anything better to do. We're here because we want to offer ourselves to you. We want to be your people. We want to be your school. Would you use us, I pray, even as we go into this weekend? It's a busy time. But we wanted to pause and tell you we love you. And we trust you. And we are yours. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Go in peace.